Okay, day one of Project Tariag Mitzvahs. The first mitzvah in the Torah, which is brought down in the Chinuch, Mitzvah Aleph, Mitzvah Spiria Verivia. The mitzvah to have children. What's the source in the Torah? The Pasuk says that Hashem commanded Adam Harishan, Hashem instructed Adam and Chava to be fruitful and multiply, which means to have children. Even though this mitzvah was given to Adam Harishan, the rule is that a mitzvah which is mentioned in the Torah only once. It's not repeated again after Matan Torah. So the intention of the mitzvah is now only for Klal Yisrael and not for all human beings. So the Jewish people are commanded to have children and be fruitful and multiply. The reason for the mitzvah, says the Chinuch, The world should be populated. Hashem wanted the world to be populated. He brings the Pasuk. The Pasuk says in Yeshaya, Hashem didn't create the world to be desolate. He created it to be populated. And therefore, It's a great mitzvah. Because as a result of this, He's creating people who will be able to makayim all the other mitzvahs. It's enabling a new generation of Klai Yisrael to be able to keep the Torah, and therefore the mitzvah of Piri River really is a, is a starting point for all the other mitzvahs. The dinim of the mitzvah. So the Rambam tells us in Hilchus Ishos Perak that the mitzvah of Piri River is dafka a mitzvah and a man and a lady? This is a machlokus in the Gemara in Yevamis. We paskin like chachomim, only men are chayev. And the reason for that is the pasuk which continues after Hashem told him puravu, he says v'kiv shuha that they should conquer the world, and that's understood that it's the duty of men to be the ones, so to speak, to conquer. If that's the case, then the pasuk was directed to the men, and therefore, even though obviously ladies are an integral part of the mitzvah of producing children. And they'll get schayr for it, but the instruction to have children, the chiyuv, is only on the man. At what age is a man chayv in this mitzvah? So it's interesting. The chinuch doesn't give us an age. He just says the time Chachamim told us. In the Mishnah in Pirkei Ovis, it says, Ben Shmona Asa at 18 a person should get married, which is the time when he will be start being able to fulfill this mitzvah. The Rambam writes from the age of 17. And the Fashim asks why the Rambam gave a different uh, age to the Mishnah. Why isn't uh, someone high from the age of Bar Mitzvah when he's 13, like all the other Mitzvahs in the Torah? The Shulchan Aruch answers that and he says because a person is to learn Torah. And it's under- a Chazal understood that the way one is able to learn with total dedication when he's still single isn't the same as after he's married and has other obligations. And therefore, the Mitzvah was pushed off for a few years until a person's able to have an opportunity to learn first. Therefore, the Rambam writes that even though there's an ideal age, really a person can wait later if the reason he wants to wait is because he wants to learn Torah. And he brings the principle that if a person is occupied with one mitzvah, he's part of from a second. And therefore, a person is learning Torah and that completely occupies him, is allowed to delay getting married until later. How many children does a person need to have in order to fulfill the mitzvah of Pirivirivya? It's Machlekas in the Mishnah between Beis and Beis Hillel. Beis says two boys, Beis says a boy and a girl. We pass Kanak Beis and therefore if a person has a boy and a girl, 
who brought themselves healthy and able to have children, then he's been Makayim his mitzvah. Even so, the Gemara says that the second pasuk which we brought before, the mitzvah of the Shevet Sitzara, which means to inhabit the world, to populate it, will continue to apply. And therefore, any further child a person has is a kiyom of the mitzvah of Shevet. And therefore, the Gemara says, and it's brought in the Rambam, that even once a person's had a boy and a girl, he should, there's still a mitzvah to have more children, because he would still be in the second mitzvah of Shevet. As a result of this mitzvah, the Gemara brings in its paskans in the Rambam in the Shulchan Aruch, one should not marry a lady who is unable to have children, because that's denying himself the ability to keep this mitzvah. Even more than that, the Gemara brings that if a person has been married for 10 years and hasn't been blessed with a child, he should get divorced and marry somebody else in order to enable him to in the mitzvah of Pirivirivya. Obviously, there are lots of pratim, lots of details to the Salah, when exactly it applies, but it shows us the importance the Torah attached to the mitzvah of having children. If a person is mevatal the mitzvah, he doesn't have children uh, by choice, he's mevatal the mitzvah, he gets punished for this. He shows he doesn't want to fulfill Hashem's objective in being able to inhabit the world. Mitzvah base, the second mitzvah brought down in Pashas Lech Lecha is the mitzvah of Britzmila. And so Hashem commanded Abraham Avinu. And he says, This is the covenant which will be guided between you, Abram, and your descendants, and between Hashem, and all your descendants after you, to circumcise any male child. And this is repeated in the parish of Tazriah, on the eighth day, we have to give a baby boy Ibris Now, what's the reason for the mitzvah? Says the Chinuch, Mishayesh Mitzvazu. The reason for the Mitzvah, Lefisha Ratsa, Hashem Yisbarach, Kvaya Ba'ama Shehivdil, Lias Nikra Ashmoy, Ois Kavu Begufam. Hashem wanted to show a sign to differentiate Kla Yisrael as the people He chose for Himself. But something which would be on their body and therefore an inseparable part of them, Lahavdilam, Mishara Amim, Maturas Kufam. That in their body there would be a difference between them and all the other nations. Kamoshem of Dali Man, Maturas Nafshosem, just like Kla Yisrael are separate from all the other nations, and they have a different neshama. The place of the symbol was chosen in the place where a person has children, and therefore it uh, shows that from in conception, a Jewish child is different to any other child in the world. Besides that, it perfects the image of a person in the replica of the divine image, so to speak. And therefore, by the chosen people, Hashem wanted to perfect their, the way they look. He wanted to entrust people with the mission of completion of the human being. And that's why Hashem didn't create a person complete, so to speak, without needing him to perfect themselves. Why? To hint to him. Just like a person can complete his physical appearance, same thing, a person is entrusted with the mission of perfecting his neshama. And that's by his actions, and that's by how he perfects his midas. Now, what's incorporated, included in the midst of Brismila? So, the Gemara says, and this is brought down in the Chinuch and in the Rambam, in Hilchus Mila, that there are three parts to the midst. The first one is what we call Chatecha, 
to cut the skin of the Ola. The second is what's called Priya, which means to reveal the body underneath, to separate the skin. And the last one, which even though it's not a part of the mitzvah of Mila, but it's a necessary part of the procedure, is what's called Mitzitzah, which means to extract the blood, the Gemara says. This is in order to help the child heal from the minor surgery, which the bris mitzvah is. Who's mechuyiv in the mitzvah? It's uh, primarily the mitzvah to the father to be mal his children. Or if he has slaves, servants, then it's a mitzvah on the master to give a bris mitzvah to his servants. If the father is unable to do it, then it becomes the responsibility of Bastin to step in and give the bris mitzvah to any Jewish child who hasn't had one. The Gemara learns from a pasuk that a lady, being as she's not mechuyiv to have a bris mitzvah, she's not, also not mechuyiv to give her child a bris mitzvah. And if either the Bastin or the father do not fulfill the obligation, they be mevatel the mitzvah say, and that is the positive commandment to give their child a bris. If when the child reaches the age of a mitzvah, he still hasn't had a bris mitzvah, so now it becomes a mitzvah, an obligation on himself to make sure he has a bris. And here there's a more strict penalty, and that is if a person doesn't give himself a bris, then the din is his high of chorus. Obviously, as long as he still can give himself a bris, so then he should. But if he would end his life without having received a bris miller, then he'll be high of kores, a punishment in Shemaim. And this is one of the only two positive commandments which the lack of fulfillment uh, brings such a penalty. Being as this is part of the symbol of identity as Klai Yisrael, so if a person doesn't want that symbol of identity of Klai Yisrael, he gets cut off from Klai Yisrael. There are two brachas which we make in the bris miller, one on the person who actually does the procedure, the mile. The mitzvah on any the bracha on any mitzvah shekhe the shana b'mitzvah yisav and the second the father or the person responsible to make sure the bris gets done, and that is the bracha of lachnisa b'brisay shlevram avino. And those are the two parts of the miller. The one is the actual ma'isa, and the other one is the fact that by doing this ma'isa, one is entering a covenant with Hashem. Even the child who's born, so to speak, mohel without the skin of the ola, we still need to be matif tam bris which means you still need to make an incision that is to draw blood. That's a way of making the covenant with Hashem. And the importance of bris is such that a miller done on the eighth day, which the Torah commands, is daicha every other day of the year. Shabbos and Kippur will always do a mitzvah and on the eighth day. It has to be done specifically in the day. And But if it's not going to be on the eighth day, for example, the child is sick and we have to wait to do the bris, then we can no longer be daicha Shabbos. We'll do it on the first day, which is the opportune, which is neither Shabbos, Yom Kippur, or Yom Tif. Mitzvah Gimel, in Broden Pashas Vayishlach, the Loita say, Shalom Lechel Gedanoshe, not to eat the Gedanoshe, the sciatic nerve, which leaves the, so to speak, the spine of the animal and goes around its thigh down its leg. The Postuk says, Al Kain Loyechu Bnei Shos Gedanoshe, after the story. And the Torah tells us that in his encounter with the Malach, Yaakov got injured on the Gedanoshe. It says, therefore, Bnei Israel will not eat the Gedanoshe. And it's not just saying it in, as a story to tell us that they didn't. It's coming as a tzivui, as an instruction, that Klai Israel may not eat the Gedanoshe. The reason, says the Chinuch, This is meant to remind Klai Israel, Even though Klai Israel are going to suffer in Golis, in exile, from all the nations, specifically the children of Esau, we shouldn't give up. 
We should be guaranteed, clear, confident that we're not going to be destroyed. Forever, Kaisha will continue to exist. And the Redeemer will be brought to us, be sent to us, who will redeem us from every oppressor. And the way that we always remember this, because of this mitzvah, which is going to be a reminder, and therefore, we're not going to give up our trust in Hashem or our faithfulness to Him because we know that He hasn't abandoned us. The Malach which came to fight with Yaakov Shabbat Kabbalah, the tradition teaches us, it was the guardian angel of Esau. He wanted to try and destroy Yaakov. An angel came to try and destroy Yaakov, the angel of Esau. He wasn't able to. And all he could do was v'tzirah bin agiyas yorech. All he could do was injure him by touching his thigh, the skira nasha. And therefore it's a symbol to us. V'chein zera Esav. V'tzirah zera Yaakov. The descendants of Esav are always trying to harm the descendants of Yaakov. But v'tzirah v'tzirah yishomeh. They will be saved from them just like Yaakov was saved from the Malach. And therefore just like Yaakov, Hashem made the sun, so to speak, shine to heal him. K'an yizrach lana Hashem eshel Moshiach v'yirpo'enu mitzarenu v'yigolenu. He'll heal us and he'll redeem us from here of Yemenu. That's the reason for the mitzvah not to eat the Gedanashe. What's included? What does the Gedanashe mean? The Gemara says that there's two Gedim. There's the internal Ged, which is called the Gedaphimi, and there's a second vein, which is called the Gedachitzon. The internal Ged is Midaraisa. The external one is only Midrabanan. There's an argument in the Gemara whether it applies to the right leg or the, legs, the left leg. We pass the sheet of Chachom that applies to both legs. The mitzvah deraisa is only on the actual gid, the sinew itself, which is kimat inedible. The Gemara said it doesn't even have a taste. Rabbanan added the layer of fat around the gid, or all the little veins which branch off the gid, which means it's very difficult. A person has to be able to carve the piece of meat in order to extract not just the main geranasha, but all, also what you call the knuckles gid, which means all the little capillaries, the little veins which run off the gid and find their way into the meat. Gedanasha doesn't apply to birds. We learn from a pasuk it only applies to an animal which has a kafayorech. All animals, whether domesticated or wild. And we have, besides for the deraisa, Rabbana gave us a lot of rules about how to extract the gedanasha. One's not allowed to eat or cook the meat with the gedanasha and eat it because the flavor will have been absorbed by the rest of the meat. It applies equally to men and women regardless of the time the person makes the show otherwise and if a person does eat a kazais of the gedanasha or even if he eats the halgid which is considered a birya a, a full entity of isra in its own right the is like every loitase which, which is over he'll get malchus mitzvah dalit in Pasha's boy is the mitzvah of kiddush achodesh there's an argument between the rishayim exactly how to c- c- classify this mitzvah we will first see the opinion of the rambam and the chinuch and then after that, we'll see by Hashem the opinion of the Bahag and the Ramban. So firstly, the Pasuk in the Torah is the first instruction Hashem gives Moshe and Aaron to be given to Klai Yisrael as a nation. And the Pasuk says, This month, the month of Nisan, should be for the first of the months. So we learn from this the first point. When you see the new moon, then you have a mitzvah to declare the new month. Or, even if you don't see the moon, it might be cloudy, 
But when we understand based on the calculation of when Rosh Chodesh has to be, based on entrusted with the job of declaring it Rosh Chodesh. And that now determines that this is a Rosh Chodesh, and that will determine when the dates of the calendar are going to fall. Right, that's the first point. What's the reason for the mitzvah? Says the Chinuch. That Klayashol will do the mitzvahs at the right time. For example, Pesach has to be in the 15th of Nisan, and only that it has to be in the month of the spring. Like the Pesach says, Shomer is Chodesh Aviv, but it's a Pesach. Sending Sukkot has to be at the time of the harvest. It says, Vachaga Osif, Tkufat HaShonah. Now, therefore, if that's the reason for the mitzvah, the Rambam adds another dimension to the mitzvah also, and that is being as the months work with the lunar calendar, which only has 354 days, and the seasons, the spring or the autumn, will work with the solar calendar, which has 356 days. So there's going to be a disparity of just over 11 days every year, and without correcting that, the lunar and solar calendars would lose track with each other. And therefore, the second mitzvah which based on trusted with is what's called the mitzvah sa'ibur, which means to make sure that we line up the two calendars, and that is by adding an extra month to the year. We learn from a pasuk that the only month we're allowed to add to the year is the Ador, to bring Nisan back to where it's meant to be. And the Rambam learns that this mitzvah of Ibur is therefore an extension of the same mitzvah which Basin were given, entrusted with determining the times, determining the dates, and determining the calendar. And therefore, the, this mitzvah is specifically the domain of the Basin Magadol. If there is one, or the Nasi, who's the leader of Klai Yisrael, or whoever is a Chacham, which there's no one comparable to him, like we find one time in Rabbi Akiva, was the one to decide these things, even though he wasn't a Nasi, because he was the senior uh, and most accepted uh, Talmud Chacham alive at the time. There is one further requirement for somebody to be able to be either make Rosh Chodesh or decide in the leap year, and that is he has to be Samuch, which means he has to have received the ordination to do that in an unbroken chain back to Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore, it has one of the Chacham of Eretz Yisrael who was given smicha. Now, towards the end of the Tkufa, the period when smicha was given, when the Nasi Hillel, the second Hillel Nasiyah, saw that because of the persecution, they wouldn't be able to have a Sanhedrin which would be able to operate. And the, the smicha was also coming to an end. Therefore, in order to not leave Klai Yisrael stranded without the ability to decide on a calendar, he already then set up a future calendar based on the calculations of when the moon would appear each month and how to balance the leap years so that the sun and moon would always be, so to speak, in, in time with each other. And then his basin was Makadish all the future months and all the future leap years then until the year 6000. And therefore, the calendar we have today was set up by a Sanhedrin and has, it, has the mitzvah of Kiddush HaChodesh, which was done by that based in there. How did the mitzvah get done? The Gemara tells us that two Adim who saw the moon had to come and testify in front of the based in the Godel, And if their testimony matched each other's and also matched the way that the based understood the position where the moon was meant to have been seen, then the Godel of the Bastin, the Avbastin, whoever the senior Dayan is, would say Mekudosh, the month is made Kodosh, and everybody would repeat often that it's Mekudosh, and that was then would then inform the rest of the Jewish people that when they made Rosh Chodesh, the reason for that being is the Bastin, which they made Rosh Chodesh, 
that would that make a difference to which day the Yavim Tavim would fall. And therefore, since Klai Yisrael had to wait for the Basin to decide, Basin had to send out messengers or make other symbols to make it known to the diaspora exactly when Rosh Chodesh had been. This was so important that it was even mutter to be Mechal Shabbos, either to give evidence to Basin or in those months when there was a Yom Tov, for Basin to send out the messengers in order to inform everybody when they had decided to make Rosh Chodesh. The second part, determining leap years, so that basin needs to sit. There was a certain procedure of who was invited to join the, the discussion. And there were a number of factors that we'd look at, both agriculturally and based on the weather of the year, to decide if it was too early to make Nissan, if it was still too much in the winter, and Nissan would be before the spring, in which case they would decide to add an extra month to the year. This also had to be done by basin of Smokhi. This is the opinion of the Ramban. The Ramban learns that this is a set of mitzvah. The mitzvah of Bimekadish the month, Rashkhadish is one mitzvah, and according to the Ramban and the Bahag, the mitzvah of determining when the deep years are going to fall was the second mitzvah. It's just a question of how we number the mitzvahs. Everybody agrees that they're both obligated on the base and on the derisive level. Right. And therefore, if a person doesn't is in a position to Mekadish the Khajish and he doesn't do that, so he's been a battle mitzvah say, but says the chinuch, the onsha godl mo'it. Shagorim kilkalamoidus. As a result of that, there's also going to mess up when the moidus fall out. And the achshav avon is saying that she'enon im avim shalom apis mochim on the same from b'cheshbonenu al'cheshbonam akubul merevhedel nsiya. Today, where we don't have the ability of smochim, so we aren't entitled to make months or years. We're relying on the calendar we have, and that already sets up ahead for us when all the yamtivs are going to fall. Even though the reason why the Jews in the diaspora used to keep a second day Yomtev was because then they didn't always know when Basin were Makadish the Chodesh. And therefore, if they hadn't found out by the time Yomtev arrived, they had to keep a separate a second day in case of death. They weren't sure which day Yomtev was. And today we all know because today we have a calendar up front. And nothing's going to change because there's no Basin who's in power to change it. Nevertheless, the Gemara says that in those places in Chutzlaritz where the Minag was to keep two days, we don't change the Minag. And therefore, in Chutzlaritz, even today, the Jews keep two days of Yom Tif because it's a, mina, a reminder to the Minag that there was in a time when there was a base of Megdosh and they could determine the months again every month and they wouldn't yet know then when the, when the new month would fall or when the Yom Tif would be. But the last point is, therefore, today, Yom Tif Shani is only Midrabonin. It's not a Suffolk, the rice like it was then. We're keeping it today as a Minag. We know when the months are meant to be. We know when the Ikad, the rice is. And there are a number of differences in halacha, therefore, between the first and second day Yom Tov, regarding the severity we give it, as is always the difference between a mitzvah mitzvah and a mitzvah which is only mitzvah